If you have thyroid eye disease and you go through artificial tears in the blink of an eye, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com. In order to cover up their attempt to subvert a presidential election, the deep state is perfectly willing to torpedo Trump's efforts to avoid nuclear war. In the latest example of Washington's double legal standard, Robert Mueller has granted Clinton crony Tony Podesta immunity for doing exactly the same thing he accuses Paul Manafort of. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirst Radio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. And you can share it with your friends, weigh in on the conversation, insult the host, and you'll get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America radio network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, and on Mojo 5.0, the new talk station on Dash Radio. We air at 11 p.m. Eastern on both networks, but if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory or at our website at americafirstradio.com where you can find all of our archives. Well, um, hardly know where to start. The the frenzy that took place uh, after last last week's uh, summit between Uh, President Trump and Vladimir Putin has just been unbelievable. Treason, bribery, high crimes and misdemeanors. You know, these are um, offenses for which a president can be impeached. And to hear uh, the elites and these uh, these deep state swamp creatures that have suddenly come out of the shadows, Donald Trump is guilty of all of them for having the nerve to meet with Vladimir Putin and not claim that he had total and undying faith in our deep state that has shown, been shown to have engaged in such towering misconduct during the 2016 presidential election. Some of these, uh, these journalists, um, you know, you just wonder uh, what ever happened to them. They, they sound like totally unhinged leftist radicals at this point. Somebody that uh, would have been in the weather underground or, the Black Panthers back in the 60s. The New York Times ran a story on how many are now charging Trump with treason. Some of them are suggesting that Vladimir Putin is blackmailing Trump despite the fact that Trump is, um, has armed the Ukraine, killed 200 Russian uh, mercenaries in Syria, and imposed sanctions on uh, about 70 well-connected Russian oligarchs, and, by the way, uh, uh, ordered 60 Russian diplomats out of the country. You remember, I think it was on Tuesday of this week, he had this crazy, wild-eyed representative from Memphis, Tennessee, Steve Cohen, not to be confused with, with uh, Stephen Cohen, the, uh, the Russian history professor. This guy is a, a real nut job from Memphis, 
tweeted out, where are our military folks? Commander-in-chief is in the hands of the enemy. So apparently, he was willing to call for a military coup <laughs> in order to unseat the President of the United States. I laugh, but it's really not a laughing matter when you've got somebody in that position of authority who has so little regard for the Constitution and the well-being of our republic. You know, the last time anybody accused a president of, of treason in a serious manner was uh, uh, back in the 50s and early 60s when the John Birch Society went after Dwight Eisenhower. They were, they were outside of the mainstream. But now it's the establishment in Washington that is screaming treason. And this is just utter hysteria. They don't believe it is the thing about it. They're using it as a political tactic. They're, use, they're using allegations of treason against the President of the United States in order to try to overturn his America First agenda. You know, last month, uh, the Never Trumpers were comparing the separation of, chil of uh, children from their uh, immigrant, illegal immigrant parents when they were arrested of concentration camps in the Holocaust. And if they really believe this hysteria, like John Brennan, how big of a security risk would it have ever been and, and um, what was it, Hayden? Hayden was actually saying that the separation of, uh, of children from parents when they were arrested crossing into the country illegally was akin to Auschwitz. This was a guy that was in charge of some of our, our most powerful intelligence agencies. I think at one time Hayden was the head of the CIA. And this is really, when you get right down to it, all about the governing elites, our betters, that have driven this country into a ditch for the last 30 years. Determination to block President Trump's America First agenda. He's been cutting taxes, revving up the economy, appointing uh, constructive federal judges. He's reshaping the Supreme Court. He's using tariffs to try to cut these disastrous trade deficits and and uh, stop the theft of our intellectual property. And he's using his, uh, his position as president of the most powerful military in the world to try to demand that our allies, so-called, in Europe, stop freeloading off of our defense budget. And they can't stand it. And worst of all to them is Trump clearly intends to carry out his his um, campaign pledge to improve America's relationship with Russia. They will not have that. That's why they're screaming and, and throwing these tantrums. They have had Russia as a, uh, uh, an enemy uh, to rally around for, oh, 70 years or more, and they're not about to let it go. They're too vested in this. America is not allowed to have peace. It's not allowed to take care of its own interests. If you try to do that, in spite of the fact that you're president, they will call you a dictator, a fascist, a demagogue, a Nazi, 
a white supremacist. There's no end to what they will do to try to stop you. And I was saying it all week. And um, and uh, Pat Buchanan uh, agrees with me in his latest column that this kind of language is an incitement to violence. If you believe that the hands or the, the, the uh, position of the presidency of the United States is actually in the hands of a Nazi and a, a, a fascist, well, then there's no limit to what you would do. A patriot would be called to fight all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's why this language and this rhetoric is so destructive, and it's coming from people who should know better. This, um, this hysteria shows not only that these, these um, uh, never-Trumpers have really suffered a mental breakdown, but it shows the determination and the um, depth of what they will do to destroy this man. They intend to break him down, see him impeached, removed, indicted, prosecuted, and if necessary, I believe they will, uh, they will see that he suffers the same fate as JFK did because they will not have the agenda on which he ran, running this country for the benefit of the, the people. They will not have that imp implemented. They want that whole episode in our history to go away. But uh, last week, Trump indicated that he knows exactly what's going on and, and he is not going to roll over and take it. The fake news media wants so badly to see this major confrontation with Russia, which could lead to a nuclear war, I keep telling everybody, um, that they would rather... They would rather have that. Uh, uh, Trump said, the fake news media, this was a tweet, the fake news media wants so badly to see a major confrontation with Russia, even a confrontation that could lead to war, that they are pushing recklessly hard and hate the fact that I'm probably going to have a good relationship with Putin. And the president was absolutely right when he said that. Trump is saying, I'm going to call off this, this second Cold War before it breaks out. And despite... Uh, the deep state's caterwauling. I'm going to push forward uh, with, uh, with having better relationships with Russia. So this is going to be the defining um, conflict of his presidency. He's going to reshape U.S. foreign policy to avoid useless wars and especially clashes and conflicts with the other nuclear-armed superpower, Russia. And... He's going to insist that uh, our Cold War allies start taking, taking responsibility for their own defense. If he carries out that agenda, if he gets out of Syria, if he pulls troops out of Germany, if we take a second look at NATO's Article 5 commitment that uh, makes us uh, responsible to go to war to defend Macedonia, he will have had a wildly successful presidency, and he will deserve re-election in 2020.
but they won't have it. If they don't have a, uh, a war, there's nothing for the war party to do. Those, that, those comments were paraphrased uh, from a lot of uh, Pat Buchanan's latest article. We'll be back right after these messages on America First Radio. ran the CIA under Barack Obama. Now he's a cable news shouter, a paid analyst for MSNBC who insults Donald Trump and advocates for the Democratic Party. Brennan no longer works for the federal government in any capacity. He holds no official post. And yet, according to two sources we spoke to exclusively today, Brennan retains perhaps the most valuable asset he had in government, a top-secret security clearance. This allows him to do what the rest of us cannot do, view classified government documents, and more critically, discuss classified topics with intelligence officials still working in government, and then leak that information to the press. This is an awesome power. Our intelligence agencies keep America's most sensitive secrets. They hold highly personal information on every American, including you. It is terrifying to think that John Brennan still has access to any of that information. Brennan is an out-of-the-closet extremist. This week, he accused Donald Trump of treason, a death penalty offense. On Tuesday, he suggested it would be reasonable for the intelligence agencies to conceal information from the president. That's a violation of their charter and a violation of federal law. On Twitter, Brennan routinely makes florid threats, addressing his tweets directly to the president like a crazy person. Earlier this year, for example, Brennan wrote this, quote, When the full extent of your venality, moral turpitude, and political corruption becomes known, you will take your rightful place as a disgraced demagogue in the dustbin of history. America will triumph over you. You could almost hear his fingers smashing the keyboard. Not a stable man. Brennan is also a passionate ideologue with a documented history of dishonesty, and not just a little bit, a lot. As CIA director, he lied about spying on Senate staffers, which the CIA did, and about killing civilians with drone strikes. He lied about the Steele dossier, famously. In 2010, he prevented the CIA from referring to Islamic militants as jihadists because, and we're quoting now, jihad is a holy struggle and a legitimate tenet of Islam. This is not a man who should have a security clearance. We called NBC News today to ask if Brennan has revealed classified information on their air or whether he's passed that information to his colleagues at NBC. NBC did not respond. But Brennan is not the only reckless partisan with a history of dishonesty who retains a government security clearance. Jim Clapper, the former director of national intelligence, appears to have one too. Same with Michael Hayden, another former CIA director. Hayden recently suggested the president is carrying out a second holocaust on the Mexican border. In case you're wondering how classified information winds up in the media on a near-daily basis, the New York Times story this morning, all of it designed to undermine the elected president and bolster the Democratic Party, now you have some sense. You hate to think the deep state is real, that there's a permanent government that operates independently of voters and of democracy itself. But as long as guys like this have security clearances, honestly, you've got to wonder. Well, you know, it used to be uh, that would people would accuse uh, me and other um others that saw through this uh, this sham that's going on in Washington of, of being conspiracy theorists 
for saying that there was a deep state that uh, really called the tune and that uh, no matter who sat in the Oval Office, that, uh, that they were bound to, uh, to carry out the will of this deep state. And this, this insanity, this frenzy from these people who are supposed to be level-headed intelligence experts and law enforcement professionals against Donald Trump, for his unwillingness, or really just his reluctance, to, to express fealty and, and uh, declare an oath to this so-called intelligence community really is just mind-blowing. And their choreographed um, cries of hatred for Donald Trump, these, these people are increasingly looking like um, Chicken Little saying that the sky is falling. But we're on to them. We know why, what motivates all of this. It's because they have gotten caught doing the, the thing that they were sworn not to do, and that is undermine and subvert the Constitution of the United States. But the truth of the matter is they don't care about the Constitution anymore. The only thing that they worship is power. And they're losing it, and they can see that. They can't control this president, and it drives them insane. These people have no policies that work. They've made an absolute hash out of everything that they've touched in this country. $20 trillion in debt. 20 million illegal aliens in our, our uh, borders. Wars without end of no national consequence whatsoever. Cities and states that are crumbling before our eyes. Look at, look at Detroit or Chicago or San Francisco. And this president's accomplishments from record low unemployment to this um, booming economy caused by these tax cuts, this historic summit with uh, the leader of North Korea, it just really brings to light the deep states and the establishment's abject failures and makes them look, quite frankly, like fools. The country is doing better and better without them every day, and they are desperate to stop it. Now, you know, I always have to rush to say that when I'm talking about the CIA and the FBI, I'm not talking about the field agents those honorable men and women that uh, risk their lives to protect this country. What I'm talking about are these political hacks that wrap themselves in the, in the glory of the history and the hard work and sweat and blood of these field agents, these political hacks that, that used their positions of trust to try to undermine the political uh, process in this country. John Brennan is, is, it's unbelievable that anyone ever appointed him to be CIA director. He voted for a communist for president back in the 70s when the Soviet Union was still a major threat to, to the world. He, um, he is believed by many people whose opinions I trust to be an acolyte of the Muslim Brotherhood. He speaks 
Muslim, and he had uh, the FBI field manuals purged of, of all, um, all references to radical Islam. And this guy, James Clapper, he's a talking head on CNN now. So he goes from being the defense, I mean, the uh, national intelligence director to being a, uh, an anti-Trump talking head on CNN. And we're supposed to believe that he didn't engage any, in any uh, misconduct while he was in his position. And the, the truth of the matter is, the, the closer the Republicans in Congress get to exposing the misconduct of th these people, the more shrill they're going to become and the more danger that this president is in. Here's a uh, clip from Rand Paul uh, talking about um, John Brennan. You know, John Brennan started out his adulthood by voting for the Communist Party presidential candidate. He's now ending his career by showing himself to be the most biased, bigoted, uh, over-the-top, hyperbolic, sort of unhinged uh, director of the CIA we've ever had. And really, it's an insult to everything about our government to have a former head of the CIA calling the president treasonous just because he doesn't like him. But realize that Brennan, you know, I filibustered Brennan. I, I tried to keep Brennan from ever being the leader of the CIA. But realize that Brennan and Clapper uh, are known for wanting to expand the authority of the intelligence agencies to grab up everyone's information, including Americans. And so I don't have a lot of respect for these people. Even before they decided to go on hating the president, I disliked these people because they wanted to grab up so much power and use it against the American people. Okay. And the reason they hate this president is because he's exposing them for abusing that power and being totally incompetent. In, uh, in pursuing the interests of this country. Steve Bannon uh, gave an extended interview to CNBC last week, and this is, uh, this is what he says drives this uh, frenzied effort, this Trump derangement syndrome on behalf of the Democrat Party. Rapper's book, he's saying, hey, it, it, it changed the election. I think it was, what, $100,000 uh, worth of Facebook ads? Give me a break. The meddling was on Well, we've got to run out to a break. We'll take this up when we get back right after these messages on America First Radio. been paying attention to this witch hunt that Robert Mueller calls a, uh, uh, an investigation, you know uh, that this was coming. When, when they arrested Robert Mueller, I mean, when they arrested uh, Paul Manafort and they charged him with violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, you knew that at some point that Robert Mueller was going to have to give immunity from prosecution for that same exact violation to Tony Podesta, who was Paul Manafort's partner, lobbying on behalf of um, the Ukrainian government, Viktor Yanukovych, who was overthrown. Uh, he was a duly elected president, but because he was friendly toward Russia, the CIA and the State Department 
engineered a coup and overthrew that uh, government which uh, instigated Russia's re-annexation of the Crimea. But now it's happened. Clinton crony, Tony Podesta, whose brother, you know, John Podesta, was the campaign chairman for Hillary Clinton. They've been, uh, they've been uh, exercising the dark arts on behalf of Bill and Hillary Clinton for many, many years. Well, now uh, uh, Tony Podesta has been given immunity from prosecution for doing exactly the same thing that Robert Mueller accuses Paul Manafort for doing. And they've got Paul Manafort in solitary confinement in a federal prison in Alexandria, Virginia. They, uh, they put him in there saying that he violated his bail because he contacted witnesses in the case. Well, uh, Mueller's office had, had refused to share the witness list with Manafort's legal counsel, so how can they accuse him of violating uh, the terms of not to contact any witnesses? He doesn't know who the witnesses were, despite the fact that he tried to find out. He requested that information. But, you know, Podesta, as soon as uh, Manafort was arrested, he shut down his lobbying practice, uh, uh, folded it, and I assumed began running the shredders 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But the same exact thing that they want to put Manafort in jail for for the rest of his life. They have now immunized Clinton crony Tony Podesta. And, you know, you know the reason for this is because there's a, a double legal standard in Washington, D.C., where, where Republicans are held to one standard and, uh, and Democrats like Tony Podesta and Hillary Clinton are allowed to skate and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Imran Awan. But when you really dig deeper into this, there is another darker, more sinister aspect of the story, and that is Tony Podesta made huge, huge amounts of money uh, while he was a lobbyist, basically selling access to, uh, to the Obama administration and the uh, Bill Clinton administration uh, back before that. And one of the things that Tony Podesta has spent some of this fortune on is... Um, art and some of that art is quite exotic indeed i would say perverse i'm not going to describe it to you on air because it's really uh sickening but you can go see it online yourself his uh his home in washington dc the walls were festooned with images of um children uh, being bound and tied in various stages of undress with their bottoms uh, pink from spankings. They were all over his walls in Washington, D.C. And this artist that produced this sick stuff was made pretty famous by Tony Podesta. And people would come to Tony Podesta's home they, it was a, a, a regular stop on the cocktail and dinner party circuit in Washington, D.C., and it, he held it for um, power brokers and major Democrat donors to be through there all the time. 
And they kept coming despite the fact that these very disturbing pictures, art, canvases on the walls. And so really there was no way that they were going to allow Tony Podesta to come under the harsh lights of a prosecution. Not when he knows the proclivities of so many people in Washington, D.C. Mueller, if he wanted to, he could bring uh, at least as many charges or more against uh, Podesta, and that would leak over into his uh, abuse or his relationship with his brother, John Podesta, and John Podesta's abuse of his authority. He was chief of staff for Bill Clinton at one time. But um, they worked together, Manafort and Podesta. They did exactly the same thing. One of them, because of his relationship to Donald Trump, is sitting in solitary confinement today. The other, he was allowed to take all his ill-gotten gains, just uh, close down his, uh, his business, and um, probably probably de de destroy all the evidence. And there's another thing aspect of this. FARA violations, really? Federal Agent Registration Act? You could go down K Street in Washington, D.C., passing out indictments for FARA violations like candy. The lobbyists in Washington, D.C. regularly represent foreign governments. It's a major portion of their business. I'm really playing Tucker Carlson a lot these days on this show is because he says things so concisely and accurately uh, that, I, that I like to uh, like to quote him. But here's what he had to say about Podesta and uh, this offer of immunity. Several months ago in this show, we broke the story of Tony Podesta's lobbying for Ukraine. Podesta, of course, is the founder of the now defunct Podesta Group, which for years was one of the biggest Democratic firms in Washington. He's also the brother of Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta. He's also a close friend and a major fundraiser for Bill and Hillary Clinton. Now, the Podesta Group, we reported, worked with Paul Manafort to lobby on behalf of Ukrainian interests in the United States without properly registering at the time under the Foreign Agent Registration Act, which is called FARA. Manafort got in big trouble for that. He's now being held in solitary confinement. He's looking at a life sentence behind bars. And Tony Podesta, whatever happened to him? Well, tonight we can report exclusively, based on two separate sources we spoke to today, that Tony Podesta has been offered immunity by Robert Mueller to testify against Paul Manafort. In other words, for a near-identical crime, Bill and Hillary's friend could skate and emerge completely unscathed, while Paul Manafort may rot in jail. Only one of them made the mistake of chairing Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Maybe the most amazing is the pretext under which all of this is happening. The Farrell Law was passed back in 1938 in order to prevent the Nazi government from lobbying in the U.S. Over a 50-year period, from 1966 to 2015, a total of only seven people were criminally charged under FARA. Many more could have been charged. Washington is brimming with unregistered foreign agents and has been for decades. And yet only seven people were charged over 50 years. And yet in recent months, Three people have been charged under FARA. What do they have in common? You guessed it, some connection to Donald Trump. Federal laws ought to be enforced. Unlike the left, we actually believe that. 
but they must be enforced equally or they're not laws at all. They're political cudgels and tools of social control. They become illegitimate and scary. In this case, ought to make you nervous. And what they do is they erode the, uh, the respect for law and order. And right now, what's going on in Washington, D.C. with uh, this Robert Mueller witch hunt is a travesty of justice. And you've, have you noticed that every time one of these stories breaks, it's going to look really bad for the deep state on the upcoming Sunday news shows? They engineer one of these leaks so that instead of on Sunday morning talking about uh, the immunization of Tony Podesta and contrasting that with how uh, Trump's campaign manager for two months, Paul, uh, Paul Manafort's being treated, now, late on Friday, we find out that um, uh, a leak emerges that, that Michael Cohen, President Trump's longtime personal attorney, taped a conversation between he and Trump talking about uh, a payment to, uh, to silence a former Playboy model who claims to have had an almost year-long affair with Donald Trump. And this conversation that they recorded is alleged to have taken place two months before the presidential election. And the FBI, they say, are investigating Cole, uh, Cohen's role and providing hush money to women who claim to have had affairs with Trump. Well, how is that illegal? may not be um, honorable. He may have violated his marital vows. But if a, a woman who claims that she has had an affair with him wants to take money to keep quiet, how is that any business of Robert Mueller? Well, they're saying that this is possible campaign finance um, violations. But Trump was, first of all, the payment never took place in this case. But second of all, if Trump's writing personal checks for this, how is that a campaign finance uh, violation? It's, it, it, he has a perfectly legitimate interest, whether these allegations are true or not, of trying to keep this, um, you know, from, from, uh, uh, being on the front pages of the headlines because he has a wife and, uh, and children. Nothing in the, the reporting on this indicates that Donald Trump did anything illegal. The leak in this regard that violates attorney-client privilege that the president was entitled to and said that the FBI would be a, a, abusing, and then now they are, in fact, abusing it, He was, uh, he was entitled to that attorney-client privilege, and now that is being stripped away. But it's okay because it's Donald Trump. Nothing is off bounds for these people. We'll be back right after these messages to look at the next Democrat it girl. doubt in my mind that the reason that this uh, this leak about this this uh, two-minute tape recording between Donald Trump and his personal attorney Cohen 
has come to light on Friday is to knock this story about um, Tony Podesta getting immunity for the same exact thing that Robert Mueller is coming down on Paul Manafort like a ton of bricks for. There's really not that much to this story. It, it doesn't look good for the president, but it's not illegal. The, the main thing about this, this whole story is that this leak violates the attorney-client privilege. So, you know, when they raided um, Cohen's office and they took all that stuff, they said, oh, no, well, we're going to make sure that the attorney-client privilege is protected and that none of this will come to light. And the Judge Kimball Wood there in the Southern District of New York set up a special master to review all of this. But lo and behold, when they need it, they use the information to try to uh, control the narrative and knock uh, stories off of the front page that makes Mueller, exposes Mueller for being the political hack he is. And as I said, there's, there's nothing in this tape that constitutes an illegality. It's just designed to, uh, to make the president look bad while at the same time actually making the deep state look bad for uh, violating uh, the president's attorney-client privilege. Not only was uh, the payment discussed in the tape never made, but it was clear from the tape, as reported, that Trump didn't have any prior knowledge of, of this, uh, this situation. Uh, Rudolph Giuliani, the president's attorney, uh, one of them, can you imagine the, uh, the amount of legal bills that the president is running up trying to save this country? Giuliani says, nothing in this conversation suggests that he had any knowledge of it in advance. In the big scheme of things, it's powerful exculpatory uh, evidence. He added that uh, in the two-minute recording, Trump and Cohen, uh, Trump told Cohen to write a check if he moved forward with this so that the payment could be documented. So it'll be interesting to see if any of, uh, any of the information about uh, um, Tony Podesta being immunized makes it through on the Sunday shows. I'm not holding my breath. This is all designed to uh, keep control of the narrative and, uh, and continue to try to erode this president's approval. I think, uh, I think the people uh, recognize it for what it is and are standing uh, firm with this president, but, uh, but it, it's not for lack of trying on their part. They'll, get, they'll stop at nothing. So I want to talk about this latest uh, it girl in the Democrat Party, this um, soon-to-be congresswoman, from uh, Queens in the Bronx, New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's, uh, she's been giving some uh, interviews now. She sat down with uh, 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 Do Democracy Now. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the good, good, Goodman. Um, I can't remember her name, the, the um, anchor on, on that left-wing news show. She sat down with PBS, an equally left-wing news show, and some others, and uh, she's displaying her complete lack of any depth to her knowledge. She apparently is able to spout, um, you know, the the left wing talking points that uh, you come out of leftist universities with these days. But uh, once she's asked about specifics, she has to bail out because 
she she really doesn't understand. I think she answered one question last week. Um, they asked her, uh, well, isn't the president doing a good job because uh, unemployment is uh, so low? And she said, well, that's because everybody's got two or three jobs. No, dummy. <laughs> if you've got one job, you're not unemployed. Having two or three jobs is an indication for how tight the job market is um, uh, uh, to the benefit of workers. Now, I understand that, you know, it's not ideal to have two or three jobs, but after a long period of uh, economic stagnation, people are trying to catch up. But um, she also called uh, capitalism a, 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 a passing phase. She told PBS, I do think that right now when we have this no-holds-barred no Wild West hypercapitalism, that that means profit at any cost. Capitalism, she says, has not always existed in the world, and it will not always exist in the world. When the country started, we did not operate a capitalist economy. There's a, a an asinine statement to begin with. Who do who does she think uh, financed the settlement of the United States? It was uh, it was the big capitalist firms in uh, England and France and Spain that, uh, that facilitated the, the settlement by Europeans of this country. She says, ultimately, we are marching toward progress on this issue. I do think we're, getting, uh, we're going to see an evolution in our economic system to an unprecedented degree, and it's hard to say which direction that would take. The interviewer asked, well, it sounds like you're skeptical that capitalism is going to continue to be the right answer. She says, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's uh, I think it's at least a question. It's absolutely a question. So I'm, I'm just kind of stoked that this is going to be the new face of the Democratic Party. And, and none other than the DNC chairman, Tom Perez himself, said so, that she is the future of the Democrat Party. Well, I've got a little clip here, a sort of a montage from uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that sort of really illustrates her depth of knowledge and, and um, how, what a thoughtful uh, policy expert she really is. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if you could talk about how you think you achieved this victory. Well... I think, I think, I do think, and I think, I do think, and I think, but I think that, um, I think that, you know, I think, I think, well, I think, well, you know, I think, I think, and I think that, I think, you know, I think, I think, well, I think that, that, that I think, so I think that, I think, I think, I think, I think that, so I think that's, you know, I think, I, I think, I think, I think, but I think, well, I think that, you know, so for me, I, in fact, I, and I knew that I believe, I believe for me, for me, because to me, to me, to me, to me. So for me, for me, and for me, to me, for me, for me, so for me is an implicit. Well, I, I mean, you know, I don't think, yeah. Um, um, and I mean, um, so, um, 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 uh, um, and so, um, 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 um. But I think about, um, you know, I think about, um, um, some, um, the, um, uh, 
Right, no, and I, I, uh, um, mm. well, I think that, um, you know, I don't think, um, I think, you know, um, um, it's true. Now, all of that was pulled from a one-hour interview, and none of those are replays. You, you just cannot wrap your mind around the vacuousness of, of all of this. And the Democrat Party is so determined to march off a cliff to, keep, to placate their far-left wing that they're misreading this whole thing. Ocasio-Cortez didn't win the primary, the Democrat primary, there, I think it's the 14th district of uh, New York. Because she's a Democrat socialist, it, she won it because her name is Cortez. And it's a, a high Hispanic district, and her opponent was named Crowley. He's the old Irish guy. But if they want to line up behind this, uh, this lightweight, this political novice, and let her steer the course basically pick up the mantle for socialism for Bernie Sanders, well, have at it. We've got just a few minutes left. I want to talk about the latest developments down on the border. You know, the, the big outrage uh, for the leftists have been that uh, uh, we've been separating children from their parents when their parents are arrested for illegally crossing the border. Well, it turns out that most of these parents don't mind so much being separated from these children because of a lot of them that are being deported are leaving without their children. So many that uh, Homeland Security Secretary Christian Nielsen had to issue an order saying, no, 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 you have to take your children with you. And these Central American countries are saying, well, uh, they want the power to decide whether or not the uh, the separated children get to stay here in the United States. This is absolute lunacy. But you're damn right. You can't insist on one hand that you be reunited with your children and then say, oh, well, I'm going to leave them here in the United States. You take care of them. So that takes us to the end of this edition. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you join us back here again tomorrow night right here on Mojo 5.0 and the Talk America Radio Network. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.